overhauled their offense last Wednesday and Thursday, Friday, in preparation to play the Giants. Appreciate it. And at the same time, did preparation on Seahawks and Vikings. That that's ridiculous. There's not enough time in the day to have done that. And while I also think it's wrong to say that Jason Garrett called the plays against the Giants because he didn't, I think it is right to say that Jason Garrett popped his head into the offensive meeting room last week more often than usual and put his hands on the steering wheel of the game plan a little more than usual. Uh, now, the Cowboys kind of deny that, but, but I think there's a semantic game going on there. I think Jason Garrett was more involved in, in how the offense was going to operate than, than he had been the previous week. I think that's fair. I don't think it's controversial. I don't know that it's particularly juicy, but I think it's accurate and fair. Okay, let me ask you this, Fish. Don't you think it's also possible that it's been a gradual thing? And and, and the thing that I would suggest evidence-wise is I would suggest that you know the big Thanksgiving play where Amari Cooper wanted to change the play at the line of scrimmage and Dak relented and it ended up in a touchdown. And then I was really... I don't know, for lack of a better phrase, taken aback when I heard Garrett after the game say that the two-point conversion play they ran was the one that Dak wanted to run. And so I'm looking at this stuff going, man, has this been a gradual thing? Dak has more influence. You know, Nussmeyer has more influence. Sanjay Lal has more influence. Garrett obviously should be having the most influence. He's the head coach. But yesterday during the scrum, Dak was talking about going into the game. There was a difference Last week, here's the quote. Last week, knowing that it was pretty much plays are going to be called this way and the game's going to be called this certain way for me, knowing that I was in there and it's for me to go do that, I think that just right there that added a bit of excitement. And he goes on about it's on him to win or lose. Don't you think that this thing that we're all sort of talking about the last 24 hours has been a gradual thing over the last four or five games with more voices being involved? I do, including the idea that Dak Prescott. Hey, let's let's do this instead of that. Right. And and what the critics of Linehan and they are many, hmm. they are legion, um, probably need to understand here is the quarterback doesn't have permission to change plays unless the coaching staff builds the permission in to the game plan. Right. And to the playbook. Right. So it's not it's not Dak Prescott saying screw the coaches. Let's let's get down in the dirt with us with our fingers and draw up plays. It's it's the point guard having the freedom to to go to a different page that he was giving permission to go to. And that's happened, I think, increasingly with Dak. And, and uh, I'll tell you, the other permission that goes with it is players are free to talk about it. <laughs> if there was some sort of a, a conflict, then you, you'd it, know yeah. that it was, for instance, with, with Dak, with uh, Des Bryant and his comments at the end of last year. That was the result of frustration mm-hmm. when he talked about what the coaching staff was allowing us to do. Dak Prescott's comments aren't about frustration. They're really proud that they've worked together to come up with answers. Mike Fisher joining us right here on 105.3 The Fan. Uh, what homework have you done on Seattle? Well, uh, there's a few things that I think are probably concerning for Cowboy fans here. One of them that jumps out at me, and, and maybe this is about their pedigree and their, their head coach and the rest, when Seattle plays – in a primetime game, when Seattle plays under the lights the last 13 times, the record is 11-2. and two. Mm. Now, that can't be a coincidence, can it? No, that's just good. I, I, I think Seattle's one of those programs that they feel like like they belong on this stage. Like, I hate Philadelphia and their trash fans. 
I have zero doubt. And and this reminded me of the old Laker teams. Like Kobe and Shaq would mail it in during a regular season, and they could start off on the road. They didn't care. Mm-hmm. And Philly, I think, is going to feel like that going into Chicago. Like, we got our swag. We're the champs. And I think Seattle's on that same type of level. They're not going to be scared whatsoever going into Arlington. Do you, do you know what I think feeds into what you're saying more than anything and the perception of that? You just called Seattle a program. Yeah. And program is generally referred to as a college team. And the thing about a program is that you turn the players over every two to three years, and it doesn't matter. They always win because that program has an identity. It's usually the coach. And in this case, we're talking about Pete Carroll that had a program at USC Mm. and has gone to Seattle and created that same thing there. There's a lot of turnover. There's a few constants. But I think you're dead on when you call it a program, and that's why we're talking about a team that is 11-2 in those situations. My point, Fish, was even better than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Now, here's a couple of Seahawks' vulnerabilities, because we think of them as being good on defense. Agreed? Yes. Okay, but uh, they don't do a great job stopping the run. Good. And in four of their six losses, they've given up 140 yards or more. Mm. I like that. Pardon me? I like that going for the, going yeah. the Cowboys way. Yeah, so Ezekiel Elliott, who is as fresh, he's probably, this is as fresh as he's been certainly on a Thursday mm-hmm. all year long uh, because he took that week off. And, and as we've uh, discussed earlier in the week, it usually takes him after a Sunday game until the following Friday to feel like, okay, my body's ready. Uh, that that's football. It's uh, you know He's involved in 40 car wrecks a weekend. Th- this week he yeah. was ready to play a game on Monday and another one on Tuesday and another one today. So that that matches up well with what the Cowboys can do and what what Seattle does not do. Uh, they also on defense in the last two games against the Cowboys, they uh, only on offense they only rush for two point seven yards per carry, and they only throw for one hundred and twenty one yards per game. But they find ways to win because of the, the pivotal football thing, which is takeaways and turnovers. And, and that's been the difference when Dallas plays Seattle. It's it's who takes it away and who turns it over. And too often in these meetings, dating back really six years, it's been Seattle that wins that battle. Right. It isn't Fish. I mean, don't you anticipate if you look at the way both these teams play, the way they want to play, you know, don't turn the ball over. Keep the ball as long as you can. Time of possession game. In, that, in a game, if it plays out the way both of these teams want it to, isn't Dallas's biggest concern – containing Russell Wilson at the most high-leverage moments? Yeah, if you keep him in the pocket, then you knock him down to being mortal. And if you can have him, because he, he does tend, because he, he is so mobile and so athletic and so confident, he'll throw off his back foot and he'll throw while he's backpedaling, and he's vulnerable there. And then he goes, he goes super mortal. So uh, one great advantage that Dallas's defensive line thinks it has is and this is one of the reasons they don't like the big, fat, traditional one technique, although Antoine Woods right. is happy to joke about being a little chubby. Mm-hmm. They, they, they like an athletic front uh, across the board because those guys can get upfield and also contain the quarterback. And, yes, they'll have to do that against Russell Wilson here. And, by the way, they should have their full complement of guys to do that, including Tyrone Crawford, who's practicing this week. What about Suofilo? He did not practice the last two days, so we will monitor that today. Obviously, You've got Connor Williams, and and while he hasn't uh, had an all-rookie season or, or anything, I think we all agree with that, uh, if the worst thing in the world was you had to go put Connor Williams back in, 
who started the first half of the season for you. I don't think that'd be the worst thing at all. But Suafila is certainly going to try to play this weekend, and we'll try to practice today with the ankle, and we will monitor that. You have another note on Zeke's rushing title? Yeah, uh, there is this, uh, I guess it's kind of a, a traditional meme that you don't win the rushing title and win a Super Bowl. And I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but the Dallas Cowboys have done that three times. Hmm. Now, that guy's name was Emmett Smith, and he won rushing titles and Super Bowls, I believe, all three of those years. Uh, not that this team is that team, but this runner in his first three years, this runner is that runner. So there's no Ezekiel Elliott-related reason that he can win a rushing title, which he just did again, and can't compete for a Super Bowl. History says you can, and his talent says you can. Thank you, Mikey. Ask your wife if that was uh, satisfactory. I will. <laughs> Man, that was edgy. The radio segment. Yes, Mike. indeed. That's some good stuff right there, guys. Appreciate Mike. everybody for tuning oh, in to the nation. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Appreciate everybody. That was, everybody. A, Appreciate that was everybody. an honor of you guys <laughs> and all your interviews, what you do at the end. And, uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Law Nations uh, podcast and as well as the uh, 105.3 The Fan. I really appreciate each and every last one of you all for being part of the mix. Uh, here's the thing. Um, we already know that this team uh, facing Seattle Seahawks it goes much more deeper than uh, us trying to defeat them. It goes all the way back to like 2006. So we have to figure out a way to just uh, find uh, some, some, some point in this type of thing. I know you guys don't see me right now, but just bear with me while I upload this right here. But just, just listen to what I have to say on this part. Cowboy Nation, all we got to do is focus on and do the things that we need to do. And uh, that's taking time of possession of the football. Of course, uh, you guys hear me say that all the time, T-O-P. Uh, even at, at that point, you know, um, let me move to the bottom. All right, so even with that, time of possession of football, when we hold on to the ball longer than the team is able to uh, have the ball, we tend to win games. But also what we need to do in order to stop the Seattle Seahawks is also score early and often. And if we can do those things, oh, my goodness, it will be nice, man. Uh, shout out to those that's in the chat box. Peter Thomas, appreciate you. Janiqua, thank you for tuning in to the nation. And thank you for regulating. Trade the great, appreciate you. David Irvin is dealing with baby mama drama. Look, it's over with it, David Irvin. And as much as we um, – much as we give them time and time again, and much as we say, hey, football is just a, a, a smaller part of life and life is much is deeper than football and things like that, uh, you can't get this amount of opportunities at a corporate job. You, you can't have that type of, uh, of attitude saying, well, I'm the CEO of company and I have baby mama issues. No, <laughs> you're a multimillionaire at this point. And uh, he should be able to resolve that. I don't care what nobody say uh, at this point to me about that. You can cry me a thousand, thousand tons of rivers of tears and things like that. The guy's just not focused. He's not focused, and this is not his main uh, goal in life. And we have to realize that this is not a psychology clinic or this is not a, um, I guess, rehabilitation clinic as well. So we are the Dallas Cowboys. At this point, you cut your losses and you say, okay, we wish you nothing but the best. And uh, and uh, you give you give you your money and you go on with your life and do some, something else. I guarantee you when he's 40, when he's 50, when he's 60 years old, he'll say back he'll look back at this and he'll say, man, 
oh man, when I was 20, I had an opportunity to play with the Dallas Cowboys. <clears throat> and I used to be a dominated guy, I dominated that line. That's what he's going to be. Uh, it's just how it is from there. Uh, why do Mark Holmes have two accounts? Uh, why, why, why do we both have two accounts? Because it's just how the uh, YouTube world is created, and that's just how it goes. But let's, just, let's move forward to this right here. The Seattle Seahawks, all we got to do is stay focused on just dominating and scoring when we need to score, when we get down into the money zone, green zone. Score. That's all we have to do. Let me make sure that they're not saying anything else before we go for a satisfying trend that's still commercial all right so with that being said guys let me know let me know how you guys feel about the score prediction oh i gotta play this right here i'm gonna put it up there <laughs> let me talk to you guys about chances and opportunities to win a chance to get to the game <laughs> let me hit you guys with this information really appreciate each and every last one of you guys you can win tickets Just want to give you a heads up that TKO Boxing is doing a charity raffle to win Dallas Cowboy playoff tickets for this Saturday's game against Seattle. Pre-game sideline passes, an awesome pre-game experience, extravaganza. Click on the link below for all the details. And once again, thank you for your support. How about them Cowboys? Yes, that's Barry, man. It's one of our sponsors here. Uh, I, I have to say this right here. Uh, if you love the Cowboys, not just like them, and you, if you love them, and you really want to have a chance to get to the game, if especially if you're in the Dallas area and you don't have to worry about buying plane tickets and things like that, uh, there will be a link uh, once this video been posted or what have you. It may be in the description box on, on this one of the pages there uh, where you can go to that link and, and put your name in the hat and you can win uh, an opportunity to go to the game. And, and, and on top of that, I'm not talking about you being way in the nosebleed area. I'm talking about a package that's worth around $3,000, you know. So uh, that's, a, that's a huge opportunity for those. Uh, just hit me up, too. Uh, go to www.cowboysexperience.com, uh, and, and you can just uh, hit those links up there, and you can get, get a chance to get to the game. That's what I'm talking about. Um, <clears throat> Let me go over here. Uh, 1981, appreciate you for tuning in. Uh, who else we have here? Uh, Cowboys front seven is the best in the NFL. Yes, yes. Uh, he, it's one of the top. It's not the best, but it's one of the best. But it's it's one of those things, too, where we have to stay focused as well uh, of just not saying, okay, we the best, we the best. Of course, titling and everything is cool. But everyone, remember, I always say this, everyone, and I mean everyone, has reasonings, reasonings to why they do things that they do, but results are what matter. <laughs> so we have to get out there and find a way to win. Results, results. <laughs> we were the best team in 2007. There was, well, it was only one other team that was better than us, and that was the, uh, the Patriots. But we didn't have the results, you see. 2014 one can argue that uh tony romo had one of his best careers right but results what matter everyone have reasonings 
you know. So uh, in 2016, oh, man, rookie of the year, Dak Prescott and uh, Ezekiel lighting up the world. You know, the best thing, uh, he may be better than Ezekiel. Ezekiel may be better than, uh, I'm about to say Ezekiel, but it may be better than Ezekiel. Ezekiel may be better than, than, than Emmett Smith, and, and he may be better than Eric Dickerson, da-da-da-da. But results are what matter. You see what I'm saying? So all we got to do is stay focused and do the things that we need to do. Uh, Janiqua says, everyone, please hit that like button. I really appreciate that. Uh, we got to get to 100 likes, right? So you guys help me out to pursue that. Ben Henderson says 30 to 13 Cowboys. That would be nice. You remember, I'm greedy. I don't want them to get no higher than 13 points. <laughs> Stopping Russell will be the key. Uh, this is from Michael. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Stopping Russell will be the key. Uh, Streetport up in here. Yes, appreciate y'all from Streetport. All right, so with that being said, like I said, I'm not going to keep you long. I'm not going to. He's better than Marion Barbarian. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, it, it is what it is with that, too. You know, it, it is what it is. <laughs> but he, he is better than those uh, cast of characters there. He's better than Barbarian. He's better than uh, Felix Jones of the world. So, yeah, I, I agree. Um, and, 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 and so many factors, right? So uh, let's go, Cowboy Nation. Let's get this thing going one way or another. You guys know how we rock and roll out of this thing. Um, guys, I, I can't stress this enough. Um, all we got to do is stay focused, stay positive about the things, and, and focus on the things we can't control. Uh, if, if Dak Prescott plays like he played when he played in 2016, Although we lost, if he played that sharp, you know, look up his stats. If he can get him going earlier versus going in the second half, then we have a strong chance. And if Ezekiel Elliott do the things that he can do, man, it would be fantastic, right? And uh, all we got to do is we, if we can play our defense a little bit better than what we played with, uh, played against all this year. Just everybody flying out to the ball, everybody executing. Byron Jones getting his head around to the ball. Cheeto Woozy all of a sudden catching an interception. Uh, my, my guy Jalen Smith crashing upfield, getting the sack, getting home. And uh, number 94 just, just dominating on his side of the field. And we already know what number 90 is going to do. It can happen. It can flat foot happen, guys. That's all the time that I have for today. I really thank you all for, for tuning in to the nation for this morning show. Hey, I will be back on a little later on today. Hey, let's stay focused. Let's stay positive in mind. And remember, you're listening to nothing, and I mean nothing but the bass. Salute. Jambano. All right. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Chris Richard. Hey, he may be gone, but it's all good. Keep that mindset. Each one teach one, right? Learn that philosophy just because, let me just tune this down just a little bit. Just because he's gone don't mean that it's, just because he's about to leave don't mean that it's over with. It's not, it's not given that he's gone already, but let, I'm just bringing that home to you guys. And then on top of that, let me just talk about this right quick. I got a, I got a few more seconds, right? Um, guys, this is what I really want to bring up right now. Cowboy Nation. If... We can just stay focused for four freaking games. 
There's a reason why Dak Prescott wears four, right? <laughs> four games, that's all we need. We need four games, Dak Prescott. For him to play a sound, good game. And it can possibly happen. Let's go get this thing going one way or another, Cowboy Nation. Salute. A jam on out, baby. Right, four games. That's all we need. That's all we want, right? Four top games. Ezekiel Elliott, he's good for four more, right? This defense good for four more. Yeah. Listening to nothing but the best.